0: Why don't you go ahead and be seated? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I might need you guys back in a, little, in a little bit. We'll see how that goes. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father, we love you today. We worship you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your kindness towards us. Thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you, Lord. We draw upon your mercy and your strength and your guidance to work in, to work among each and every person that would open their heart and life to you, that you can have your way, your will would be done in our lives. We submit ourselves to you and thank you that your way is better, that your ways are right. You are faithful and true. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, God is good. Amen. Everybody doing okay? We're just uh, just yielding to the leading of the Lord, and uh, trust you know we trust that He'll guide us in the way we should go. And uh, by the end of our time here tonight, we'll all say glad I came. Although there's no guarantee of that. <laughs> because how many know that's one thing for God to say something, do something, reveal something, be something, you know, it's a whole other thing for us to respond appropriately. And uh, and what we what we see in the in the scriptures, in the in the book of Acts, is they would preach the gospel and you know, some people would, would repent and they'd turn their lives over over to the Lord and other people would rebel. <laughs> Right? In other words, sometimes they would speak the word and it says they were cut to the heart. And... You ever seen that? Have you ever done that? (laughs) I I imagine probably all of us have done to some degree, some level of this where God speaks and we humble. We submit. We cry out. We yield. We give place to Him. And other times we went... (laughs) <laughs> uh, and there's a right response to God, and there's a wrong response. And, uh, and obviously, I, I think we know which one is the right one. Uh, but these things will continue to happen in our lives. He'll move on us and deal with us in different areas, and we'll have a choice. We'll have the opportunity, the option to yield or to resist, right? To give place or to not. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me share something with you. This is a believers' meeting tonight, right? So everybody, everybody, good. Uh, James, the book of James, James, the fourth chapter. This came up in my heart just a few minutes ago, so I'm going to go there. James, chapter four, and uh, and notice with me in 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 verse. Uh, let's just do verse 6. It seems like a good one. James 4, 6. But he gives more grace. That's good news. But it didn't say he gives less grace. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Well, that's a simple answer there. Multiple choice. Do I want to be proud and get resisted? Or do I want to be humble and resisted? and get lifted right get get graced therefore verse 7 submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you uh, how many know it's it's difficult to submit to god and the devil at the same time <laughs> at the same time it's difficult to resist the devil and resist God at the same time we can see how these are these are opposites let me take that a little bit further it's a it's it's a real challenge to yield to the devil at night and resist him during the day hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> in other words there needs to be a consistency in our in our relationship with God submitting to him resisting the devil not just kind of flipping back and forth constantly through our lives so i'm submitted to the lord at church <laughs> well good for you but it should be pretty easy here <laughs> generally speaking there's not you know an abundance of negative pressure temptation to do wrong uh, but it's 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 not going to produce a victorious life when we submit to God at church and then we and then we flip and switch lords as soon as we leave, and all of a sudden we got a new boss and a new push, new person pushing our buttons and and leading us in different ways. Need consistency. Amen. 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 Praise God. And I believe the Lord wants to help us in this regard, uh, that when there's inconsistency and there's some things that are existing, they're more of a hind- hindrance than you realize. How many know the Lord will always bless us and bless everybody to, to the degree that He can? That might sound odd if, you've never, uh, if you don't understand the Scripture. Uh, say, well, God can bless anyone as much as He wants. No, He can't. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Otherwise, uh, we'd all be in heaven. You know, heaven on earth. That was his design. He's limited in what he can do to show forth his ability in people's lives based on what they do. Based upon what they believe. Based upon what they say. Really based upon the, the, the heart that we have towards him. And the heart that will worship him and worship him alone and serve him and serve him alone and have nothing else that stands in the way, they're in a better place for God to work, for God to move, for him to reveal himself and show himself strong. But the person who's conflicted, the person who's 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 wishy washy and they go back and forth, that's a hard person to get full maximum, you know, God elements in their life. And so we want to be single minded. Look straight ahead and follow him with all of our hearts, all of our days, in the morning, in the noon, de- noon hour, and at night. Praise God. Look over at me, uh, with me, or at me. Uh, if you look at me, I'm going to show you to go to James. No, not James. I already told you James. Yeah, James. I want you to stay right there. Next chapter. James 5. <laughs> Do they call that a... Is that a Freudian slip or something like that? I meant to say James and I accidentally said James. <laughs> no, I don't know what you would call that. James. Same same guy. <laughs> Not his James and his brother James. James. Uh, James 5 and verse um, verse 16 James 516 it reads confess your trespasses or faults or sins to one another well that's weird why would you say that that almost sounds Catholic that's in the Bible though right I mean some of you used to be Catholic or still are I don't know uh, and they confess to their priest right I've I've never been I just know what's on TV so I'm not mocking I'm just saying that's what I know uh, they go into the little booth and but but those of us who aren't from that uh, persuasion we've said we we, we would we would go to this standpoint we said no you don't have to tell people you confess your sins to God he's the only one who forgives sins and and so we might push back on that a little bit and understandably so I'm not making a case for that we're not having one installed (laughs) one of those things here but nevertheless I, I just want to read this verse confess your trespasses to God is that what it says? No, it says to one another. Confess your trespasses to one another. So why would I do that? That's a good question to ask. Why would you do that? What benefit is there in confessing my sins to another person? Why would I tell someone else what I did? Then they'll know. (laughs) Well, sometimes they already know. (laughs) And you telling them about it can clear the air. And sometimes it can do yourself some good, and it can do them some good. I can tell you one area, when it it would be right to confess what you do wrong to one another, to another person, is when what you did wrong was against them. You did them wrong. You, whatever you did, treated them inappropriately, ungodly, not in love, whatever you did. Say, well, I just tell the Lord, and He forgives me. I know, but you need to fix it. This way too. It's one thing to say, Well, my relationship with God, we're in the clear. Are you? <laughs> well yeah. I, I talk to the Lord and I worship him and we're clear, we're we're good, everything's fine. But did you tell did you talk to that person that you needed to talk to? Well no, but but that's just that's no big deal. As long as I'm clear with the Lord. I think sometimes people think everything's good between the Lord and them. And it's not as good as they think it is. Because it's not good between them and people. So what does that have to do with anything? I stand alone as a Christian. Stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Is that how that goes? Well, you could have, there could be a misunderstanding there. See, you can, see, you can read frequently throughout Scripture that the Lord would take personally people's behaviors towards his other kids. When Paul was on the road, Saul of Tarsus, on the road to Damascus, and he was, you know, a persecutor of of Christians, and, and when the Lord revealed himself to him, remember that light and all that, and the Lord spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? In other words, he said... Paul, he didn't Saul, or he didn't persecute the Lord. Not directly, he persecuted people who belonged to the Lord, God's people. And the Lord said, "You're doing that to me. You got a problem with them. You got a problem with me. That's the way it works." And so, it would be incorrect for us just to say, "I just love the Lord. I just lift my hands and worship Him. I just love His presence." Well, you got some issue with another person. Hallelujah the Lord will bless people as much as he can I'm just saying we're limiting we're limited. we limit his power we limit his, his grace in our lives when we don't deal take care of business and we think I uh, you know I can be a Christian in my own molding in my own shaping and I, I'm I think sometimes there needs to be some confession of trespasses confession of sins to the Lord to each other, to one another. I wonder, can I just ponder with you for a moment? I wonder if some in some people's lives, it wouldn't do them a whole lot of good to talk to someone else, even if they didn't sin against that person. I don't mean that God's forgiveness in your life is contingent upon it, but sometimes it does good for the person who's bound up in that sin to have to, 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 let that out and talk about it with another person Say, why would you even say that because of this verse confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed sometimes the healing a person seeks is blocked or hindered because of these trespasses that are in their lives and it is getting them out And owning and acknowledging that removes all Satan's advantage in their life, removes all his ability to stop and to hinder and keep things, uh, keep God's power from flowing into their life. Amen. Amen. And so that's what the that's what that's what the Word says there. I I remember a while back reading about a particular uh, move of the Spirit of God in in another church in another part of the. Uh, country, and this particular pastor was talking about how they had been praying and crying out to God and just believing God for you know a move of His Spirit and revival to break out in their in their church so they can be effective and 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 so forth. And anyway, without telling the whole story, he, he was saying what happened. He had some he had some kind of some kind of vision, and it was related to uh, them baptizing people and. And, and, and what happened, he said, he said, we would baptize people then after this, after this point. The Spirit of God moved in their church. When people hit the water, they would start confessing their sins. He said it was very interesting. They weren't compelling people. They weren't compelling them to do this. But it was obviously a God thing. But yet, I mean, they would say things. He was saying they would tell things that would be, you know, quite embarrassing. That you wouldn't just naturally just throw it out there. Hey, by the way, I got a problem with, and you know, and just start saying these things. People would feel ashamed and all this. But when the, the glory of God was was on their activity and on their water or something, uh, but He was moving through that method. It's a biblical method, and all of a sudden they get. And He said, he, he said it would be the same people that during worship were 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 up in the front. Worshiping God and dancing and lifting their hands and shouting and praising God. And then they, 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 as soon as they touched the water, this stuff would come out. And it would be like, you never would have thought. Because I saw them praise God up in the front. I saw how they worship God. They, they've, they live a holy life. And the glory of God brought some things out. Now, how we know the Lord was, is not doing that to embarrass anybody? He's not doing that to shame them or condemn them. What was he doing? He's getting them free. And sometimes there's there's just something about letting it out and saying that it has a cleansing effect upon a person's soul. Are you listening? And I would hate, I would hate for, for, for anyone to be limited through pride or limited through Holding things in, and I just think it would be better if things could come out. To what end? Forgiveness, healing, wholeness, no conflict, no other gods before, before us. Amen. Amen. You know. Uh, let me come back to that. Remind me. Pray for one another. <laughs> Uh, over in, well, just turn there with me, book of James, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> uh, the book of Acts, the 19th chapter, Acts the 19th chapter, praise God, thank you Lord, how many believe the Lord's here? Say, well, he's always here. I know, but you know what I mean. Thank you, Lord. Remember when after after the resurrection, when the disciples were up in the room and it was all closed off and the Lord came in there? Apparently went right through the wall. Say, well, was the Lord there before that? <laughs> because he came in. So was he there before he came in? Hmm, I don't know. Trick question. <laughs> Was the Lord there? Then Maybe we'll answer that in the new Why series. In, in Acts 19, uh, you might recall uh, some of the story here about uh, the Jewish exorcists that were trying to cast out demons, but they didn't know the Lord. I'm trying to find these verses here. Oh, there it is. Okay, and uh, and and the evil spirit jumped on them, and all that kind of stuff. Verse seventeen. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. So they believed on the Lord. What's that produce? Salvation. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So they believed on the Lord, and then they came, confessing and telling their deeds. Now, how, how many would would teach? If you were if you were a teacher, um, would you teach? In order to be saved, you have to come before a group confessing and telling your your deeds. I wouldn't teach that. I don't teach that. Right, I mean, I, I can't say this verse is a common verse and every time people got saved in the Scripture, they had to do that. No, what do we, what do we confess? The Lordship of Jesus. right? We confess that Jesus is Lord. We acknowledge our sinfulness and then confess His Lordship and, and believe that He has been raised from the dead. And when you do that, you're saved. But this is interesting. Why would they do this? I don't know that they were told to. But maybe they were stirred by the Spirit of God. I wouldn't take it as something light either, because it got included. Brother Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, he said, I better get that story in there about these people who who, who believed in the Lord and they came confessing their deeds. Well, say so why would they need to do that? Probably it's a clean break. There's something about a, something about making something known in front of other people. You say, "I'm leaving. I'm out of here." Right? You heard, you know, a few weeks back when uh, our our brother from uh, the Middle East, Christopher, was Alon was here, and he shared about his baptism and how when someone converted, and I met, you know, this is probably still the case over there. Someone converted from Islam to Christianity when they got baptized that was game over you go through the water and and they're going to kill you if they can your family the person who baptized you you're going to burn down the church all this stuff you get you get baptized and it's a it's a huge deal well there's something about that public confession that making known anyway uh These guys came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, verse 19, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. So why did they do that? Why didn't they just have a private burning at their house? Why didn't they just throw them up on eBay and make a little money? (laughs) Then they can give an offering. At least tithe off of their profits. Right? No. No. No, I think this was significant in their lives. They were involved in some bad stuff. They believed in the Lord. And they said, we got, uh, this, is, this is my words, we're making a clean and public break from our old way of thinking, our old way of living and, and doing this. And so I'm going to tell everyone, yep, this is what I've been doing. I'm done. How many know that that kind of puts a little pressure on you? You know, it's like some people go public with their diets. I understand, I mean, for some, if it works, you know, hopefully, some it's that accountability a little bit. I'm going to lose 50 pounds by next week or something. <laughs> well, Once they put it out there, they know everyone's watching. <laughs> anyway, they burned them in the sight of all and they counted up the value of them and it, it tallied 50,000 pieces of silver. This is interesting, verse 20, So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. How I many know after that it didn't say? And the Lord showed up and said, You guys are too focused on your own works and your own sin, sinfulness. You just need to get, just need to move on and just worship. No. The word of the Lord grew as a result of them doing that. In other words, God had a greater access to do what he wanted to do because people took seriously the uh Their their commitment to God, their repentance and turning from old wicked ways, they got busy doing the business of the kingdom. And when they did it on that level and held nothing back, now God was able to increase and manifest even more. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody okay? Amen. Look over at the book of Luke. Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. Now this is uh, the ministry of John the Baptist. Okay, you know what his, his main message was? Anybody know John the Baptist was sent before Jesus, and so his mission was to pave the way to get things ready for Jesus. It was like in the old days when the uh, you know, Roman dignitaries and so forth would go from one place to another, they'd have people go in front of them and make a road because they didn't have the highway system like we have, right? With the potholes and stuff. And, <laughs> But, you know, they might be going somewhere. They needed to clear a good path for them to travel on. John the Baptist was doing that spiritually. Jesus was about to show up. And so before he uh, started his ministry, John was out there saying, Repent! Repent! The kingdom of God is at hand. And people were repenting of their sins and getting baptized and, and, and so forth. So that was John's ministry. And it, it says here in verse, in verse 7, Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Brood of vipers... Who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? <laughs> How do you like that intro? <laughs> I haven't tried that one yet in my preaching. <laughs> you bunch of snakes. <laughs> Welcome to church today. We have a gift for you. Uh, <laughs> you bunch of snakes. <laughs> to everyone who's calling... Uh, Who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? But look at his word there. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Bear fruits. Not just repent. Show me the goods. Show me the the manifestation of your repentance. He said, do not begin to say in your hearts, we have Abraham as as our father. For I say to you, that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. In other words, don't just sit back on your laurels saying, we're descendants of Abraham, so we're fine. Everything's cool with us. We've got Father Abraham. We are in the, We were born in the right family. We were born in the right nation. He said, seriously? God can exchange you for a rock. <laughs> he can raise up descendants from the rocks. He said, now, seriously, you guys... You're coming, coming to do this. People are getting baptized. Maybe he's trying to weed out some of these fakes, these phony balonies who are who are repenting kind of outwardly. They're going through the motions. Maybe maybe some guy's doing it for the girl that he likes. That's there. Does that ever happen? Yeah, they're doing it for some other reason. What, but maybe there's something going on there. And he said, "That's why the word was was serious." He said. Bear fruits worthy, worthy of repentance. In other words, if this is repentance, what would be worthy of that? I think repentance is kind of a serious thing. It's a turning. It's a change of mind that leads to a change of action. It's literally, I'm breaking. I'm not going to be that person I used to be. I'm leaving that life. I'm leaving the, that way of living. I'm turning my heart fully to the things of God. That's a pretty, a pretty serious thing. He said, now, do something that's worthy of that. Have some kind of activity. Have some kind of action that shows that that was the real thing. Bear fruit. What do you mean fruit? Fruit is what the rest of us can see. Fruit fruit is what the rest of us can taste. We get around you and there's something real there. I can't always discern what's in someone's heart whether they were the real thing when they prayed the prayer. I can't always know what's in someone's heart just if they sing the song and lift their hands and worship God. I don't know. I'm not the judge of that. You understand? I'm not trying to do that. But I think he's weeding out those who are just in the outward show or for some other motive. He said, listen, you're repenting. You're turning to God. Let's see it, man. Let's see it. And I think sometimes we allow elements of the past or elements of the, of the old life, the sinful life, to remain or keep a place in our hearts, and we kind of do a dual thing. I mean, we would never say that, but we're sincere in our love for the Lord, but we've also not truly dealt in a serious way, a serious blow to the things of, of the world. And I'm not saying someone's not saved, I'm by no means the, the judge of that, uh, I just know the enemy's still eating some people's lunch. And I know this, in our services, we ought to have, uh, we've seen some cool things, but uh, we ought to have the glory of God in great manifestation. Great manifestation. There should be great reverence for the things of God. I, I, I long for, I want to see the, 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 the atmosphere of, where the glory of God is so strong that it's almost like the baptism waters in that one ministry. Whether it's water or, or not, but just the glory of God is so strong that, that if anyone comes in and there's sin and wrongdoing and wrong things in their life, that they almost can't help themselves. i got to get this out. Man, they fall on their knees and cry out and say, God, have mercy on me. Cry out and come run into some of us and say, What do I need to do to get saved? Well, who said you need to get saved? I just know I'm convicted here. And it's a good thing. It's not a condemning thing. I remember reading, the, uh, reading uh, stories of, of a man named Wigglesworth who, who has gone on to be with the Lord in, in heaven now. But he was known for his great ministry, and he spent much time with the Lord uh, on a personal level, and he had times when you know they would this was quite a few years ago, and they would travel more by train and, and if I hope i 'm getting the details of the story right but he got into a train car, just sat there, did nothing, didn 't say anything, and, and you know people would look at him, guys would look at him and say, "You convict me of sin." They don't know who he is, but there's just a, a presence and a glory on him that kind of <laughs> it made people uncomfortable. I think that's a good thing. Everybody okay today? Thank you, Lord. I believe the ultimate, the end result in this is, is we pray for one another and we're healed. Not we're, met, not we're left in a mess but we're serious about the things of God I don't know why I'm even talking about this today some of you know why I'm talking about this <laughs> I'd venture to say yes some of you are going yep 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 I know why you're talking about that no I'm not going to provoke any type, of, tr- any type of confession here <laughs> you know but I say Receive the word of the Lord. People are hardening their hearts. And the Lord wants to work in you and do amazing things. And He's limited. He's limited in what He can do. Amen. Look over. uh, Let me show you one more. Or two more. I don't know. Um, Let me show you one in uh, Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Let's see, Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, five forty three. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, where did they hear that that was said? Well, that was the law of Moses. That was in the law. That's the first part of the book, right? Law of Moses. He said, but I say to you, in other words, let's change this up. This is when I'm no longer, I'm changing From old to new, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Love my enemies, why would I do that? You mean that dude that just flagged me when I'm driving down the road? Because they thought I did something wrong and they were the idiot? Yeah, that one. Love that guy. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who will who spitefully use you and persecute you. Why would I do that? Because Jesus said that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven who makes his sun shine on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Have you ever heard someone take that verse and, and try to turn rain into a negative? Yep, God will send you good days and God will send you bad days. Rain is not a curse. Rain is a blessing. The sun is a blessing. The rain is a blessing. Unless you're having a picnic. But, you don't, but in general, sun is a blessing. Rain is a blessing. go places where there's no rain. They want rain. Right? So what is he saying? This is how the Father does it. He's good, to, he's good to the good and the bad. He blesses them. And he said, if you want to be like him, that's how you're going to treat people. All right? And so, uh, one of the things that sometimes is missing, now I'm on the same, I'm on the same line here, but a little slight shift, is we know that we're supposed to love people, we're supposed to love everybody, we're supposed to do good to them, Uh one of the things he said to do here is, is to pray for people who use you and persecute you. And then James said, pray for one another that you may be healed. It's one thing to say, oh, I forgive them. I, I, I choose to forgive them, and we should do that for people who've done us wrong. We choose to forgive them. It's another thing to actually pray for them. Pray for them. What do you mean pray? Yeah, I'm praying that the Lord will take them out. <laughs> I'm praying, Lord, I pray they go to heaven today. <laughs> That's not what he means. That's not what he means. Pray for him means pray good things. Pray good things for him. Can you think of anyone that you don't really like that much? Now, you don't have to respond to this. You don't have to. We're not going to put any water on you. You're, you're clear to think whatever you want. <laughs> Can you think of anyone you don't really like or someone who's treated you poorly? someone can you think of anyone what would be the right thing to do of course we know forgive and all that kind of stuff but one way to enforce that in our own soul mind, will, emotions is to pray for them What what am I praying for blessings oh father I just pray you bless them give them money give them favor give them opportunities put a big fat smile on their face fill their lives with joy and peace Right? Now it's easy to pray for, It's easy to pray that way if you're thinking of someone you like. <laughs> it's a little more of a challenge when you're thinking of someone who has done you wrong. And you think, well, no, I'm not happy. Why would I pray that they be happy? Because that's what your father does. Even when we've done the wrong thing, he's still looking down on us, trying to bless us. Wanting to pour out blessings on us. So you want to be like your father? This is the way you do it. You pray for one another... And healing comes. It's good for the person who he's getting prayed for. It's also very good for the one doing the praying. It will work wonders in you. Have you ever read over there in... Uh, Hallelujah. Let me slow down for a minute. <laughs> Father, thank you for working in us today. Thank you for working in our lives we call upon you you're our help in time of need we call upon you you're our all-sufficiency you are the greater one greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world hallelujah Satan take your hands off the minds of God's people command you to stop and desist in your maneuvers against them today I break the power of lies and deception in this room now in the name of Jesus, you'll stop seeing things wrong from this point forward. Lord, shine your light. Shine your light on the, on the situation. Shine the light on that situation, I pray, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. May we all see our lives through your eyes. May we all see relationships and people through your eyes. To see it clear, to see it right. In Jesus' name hallelujah and as i was about to say then i think i can go on uh, uh, you might recall maybe you do maybe you don't uh the book of job and uh, job had a couple you know a few weeks of badness and, and and hard times and uh and after he argued with these three guys for chapter after chapter after chapter and they argued why everything was going wrong. And, and finally the Lord, see the Lord wasn't in that at all. And finally the Lord spoke up at the, at the end and said, who are you? And all this stuff. And Job had to repent. And the friends had to repent. But uh, uh, but something happened that turned the, the situation for Job around. You know what it was? It was when Job prayed for his friends. When he prayed, Prayed for them, the ones who were basically telling him, "You are a dirty, rotten <laughs> rascal." For many chapters, <laughs> I don't know how many chapters someone has talked about you. <laughs> he, they got on him for a long time and basically saying, "This is all your fault, and you're good for nothing, and all this stuff, and you had to do something wrong." And they are, and then, the, but when he prayed for them, then the Lord gave him back everything he lost and basically doubled it why then there's something about us praying for those who have done us wrong that gives god access that gives him the right to do what he wanted to do the whole time and bless us and i wonder how many times people are a prayer away not a prayer to god gimme 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 but a prayer for someone else. Give it to them, give it to them, give it to them away from God blessing them in their life. And so we see that happened in the Old Covenant. We see that Jesus taught it in the New. This is what the how you can be like your Father. We see that James used similar language when he said, Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Amen. God is good. All right, I'm ready. Thank you, Lord. I said earlier, I wonder why I'm talking about this, and I said, "Well, I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that some people know what's going on." And really, the only thing that's necessary is for you to be honest and real with yourself before God. And if you'll be open, genuine, authentic, the real thing with Him, that's a pathway for Him to get into your life. And take it from wherever it is, higher. Remember, He gives more grace. Who does He give it to? He gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. Resists the proud. Pride will get in there and try to stop us from taking any action, any steps, from bearing any fruits worthy of repentance. Pride gets in there and says, you hold on to your witchcraft books. Sell them on eBay. Work. <laughs> you know what? What? Humility says, I don't really care what I need. If I can be right with God, if I can clear out any kind of junk that might stand be in, in the way of my relationship with Him, I don't care what I need to do. I'm taking care of business. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Why don't you stand up with me? Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for working in the hearts and lives of people tonight. By your spirit to lead us in the way that we should go to say and do what is right in your sight to humble ourselves under your mighty hand hallelujah. hallelujah and father if there needs to be confession to another person let it be so and may there be grace to let things go and if there needs to be prayer one for another We are your body. We are your family. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do pray for and minister one to another. We thank you for working in lives and hearts today. All the glory. All the honor. And all the praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God let's do this let's uh, as we sing in a a second uh, I don't know the level of anything that needs to take place in a person's life but what's worthy of repentance you know what's what would be right in your life would it be stand before God and just recommit turn your life to Him then do it would it be something more demonstrative would it be asking someone else to pray for you to pray with you would it be t- would it be making a phone call and fixing something that was wrong you remember even when uh, Jesus talked about giving offerings. And he said, leave your gift there at the altar and go fix it with your friend. Then come back and give it. Now we're not, we've already, I think we already did the offering. So we you know what I'm saying, get the principle. He said, before you worship God, fix things this way. Get some things and then go in and worship him so let's just let's just take a little bit and we'll just sing and worship God and see how He moves on you if if He moves on you you know there's something to do then just do it this is not a place of condemnation or shame this is a place of 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 strength a place of, of forgiveness and love and I think we can go further with God personally and therefore corporately